All right, so with that, we have come to 11 o'clock. And we're going to go to item 25. Um, item 25 is a three-part motion. The first... All right, it's back in business. So uh, this is a three-part motion. There's a motion to open a meeting of the Direct Procurement Authority for uh, RLI number N1337414R2 for the Broward County Convention Center Expansion Headquarters Hotel and Projects. Step two of the three-step procurement process. Uh, second motion is going to be a motion to approve the shortlisted developers for the RLI for the Broward County Convention Center Expansion and Headquarters Hotel Projects, step two. And then the motion C will be the motion to close the meeting of the Direct Procurement Authority. We are at 11 o'clock, and so on item one, motion to open the meeting as Direct Procurement Authority for RLI N1337414R2 for the Broward County Convention Center Expansion and Headquarters Hotel Projects, step two of a three-step procurement process. All right, so here we are. It's 11 o'clock on uh, Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. I would like to call to order the Direct Procurement Authority meeting for RLI N1337414R2 Convention Center Expansion Headquarters Hotel. Uh, we are in room 422 of the Broward County Governmental Center, 115 South Andrews Avenue. I am serving as the uh, chair of the Direct Procurement uh, Authority at this meeting. All right, so we have... Um, a request for letters of interest for the Convention Center and Expansion Hotel, which was approved by the board on September 1, 2015, and item number 43 of that agenda. The board previously designated itself as the Direct Procurement Authority for this project. The Direct Procurement Authority is responsible for the determination of qualifications and shortlisting of the proposing developers. At the time of the RLI advertising deadline, 5 p.m. on September 28, 2015, there were four submittals. Number one was the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel, LLC. Number two was Hensel Phelps Development, LLC. Number three was Matthews Southwest Holdings, Inc. And number four, Related Groups, LP and PRH Investments. Staff has produced an information package, including an evaluation matrix of the four submittals, and the information package was distributed to the Direct Procurement Authority for their review. Hopefully, members, you have all reviewed this packet. On October 27, 2015, staff was informed that Hensel Phelps Development LLC was withdrawing their submittal. Written notice of this withdrawal has been included in the information packet. This direct procurement authority meeting has been publicly noticed as part of the board meeting. Please make certain that all cell phones have been turned off or silenced. That includes members. If any member, if any member of the public wishes to speak on the item, please fill out a speaker card. All right, we have a quorum present. 
with uh, Commissioner Bogan along with his telephone. We have Commissioner Holness, Commissioner Lamarca, Vice Mayor Kerr, myself, Commissioner Sharif, <laughs> Commissioner Ritter, Commissioner Wexler, and Commissioner Furr, expert golfer. All right, number C, uh, responsibility of the of the Direct Procurement Authority at this step is to review and evaluate the developers' teams to determine their qualifications for the project and shortlist developers for the Step 3 solicitation. The Direct Procurement Authority members are charged with, the, with following the county's established committee procedures in their effort to shortlist developers, which will provide the services required that are in the best interest of Broward County. The purpose of today's meeting is to hear staff and developers' presentations and to determine shortlisted developers. Uh, there is a two-way cone of silence for this project and it has been in effect since May 19, 2015, which prohibits potential developers and teams from discussing this RFP with the Direct Procurement Authority, that being the county commissioners, their staff, the county administrator, the deputy county administrator, the assistant county administrator, assistance to the county administrator, their respective support staff, and any other persons authorized to evaluate or recommend evaluation in this procurement process. All inquiries regarding this three-step procurement process should be directed to the Director of Purchasing, Brenda Billingsley, or her Purchasing Manager, Connie Mangan, as stated in the solicitation document. The cone of silence terminates when the County Commission takes action, which ends the solicitation. At this time, I would like to call on staff to give an overview of the step two process. Um, Mr. Alan Cohen, you are recognized for your presentation. Mayor, did you wish to take a vote on item A to open the meeting? All right, GPA? before... Second. All right, so there's a motion to open the meeting of the Direct Procurement Authority. Motion have been made and seconded. All in favor indicate by saying aye. Aye. Show motion, show item 25A passes unanimously. We're on item 25B, which is the motion to approve the shortlisted developers for the RRLI in uh, 1337414R2. Broward County Convention Center Expansion and Headquarters Hotel Projects, Step 2. Mr. Cohen, you're recognized. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, while we're loading the PowerPoint, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge uh, some of the compliments that were thrown out earlier and just point out to this board that this is a team effort. One person could not do this alone. I'm grateful for the leadership and guidance of Ms. Henry and for the efforts of countless people in purchasing, in legal, in construction management, and throughout this organization. There's a huge effort that's been put forth to bring this forward to you, and uh, we just, we have tremendous folks working here. Uh, they're dedicated to this project as they are to everything else, and, and I want to say thank you to all of them. Uh, with that, I have a very short presentation for you, six slides, you'll be happy to know. Uh, brief history, we'll talk about uh, what this uh, today is about a few housekeeping items and then any questions that you have. For the refreshment of members of the general public or for the knowledge of the members of the general public that might be tuning in for the first time, uh, the county is working towards an expansion of its convention center and the construction of a new headquarters hotel on the convention center site. This will greatly enhance the county's ability to recruit uh, conventions, trade shows and the like to our facility. Uh, the addition of the headquarters hotel in, in particular is critically important uh, to allow us to do that. With the expansion in the hotel, we'll also be, as the administrator mentioned earlier, looking at parking, retail and entertainment options, 
We're going to be trying to create some new public spaces on the waterfront uh, and enhancing waterfront access and working towards creating a destination known for its distinctive excellence. Um, the mayor in his opening remarks for the meeting covered a lot of this, so I'm not going to be redundant. We've been through quite a process uh, to bring us to where we are today. Uh, if uh, you do, uh, well, you've already approved step three, so as a result, we expect uh, the, the submissions for that in uh, mid to late February, and you will be meeting in April for what you are all most looking forward to, which are the design and financial proposals in those presentations. Um, today, uh, the, the binders that you received and what the focus of today is, is regarding the team members of the developers. And so you receive information on their background, their past experience for hotel and convention center projects, references, and a variety of other information that some of you might have said, why are we asking these questions? We're statutorily required to do so by the Consultants Competitive Negotiation Act, otherwise known as CCNA. And um, that's uh, what we're moving forward with. Uh, of note, because I know the board is interested, the hotel flags that were submitted uh, for the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel LLC, they submitted both Hilton and Marriott. Matthew Southwest Holdings, Inc. submitted Hilton, Marriott, Omni, Hyatt, and Starwood and the related companies, LP and PRH Investments, submitted Hilton, Marriott, and Starwood. Of note, by the way, if uh, you haven't uh, read the news yet, is some interesting activity in the hospitality sector. Hyatt is actually moving to acquire Starwood. Uh, so that's going to be um, some interesting activity um, uh, possibly impacting our project as we move forward. Okay, I'm ready to go to the next slide. And I don't know where it is. Okay, so I'll start without it. So there are just four items that we wanted to bring to your attention. You received a memo about uh, a late submittal uh, from Related due to the visit of uh, Pope Francis to Manhattan. It pretty much shut down uh, parts of Manhattan for a day, and they were unable to get their package out to us, so we technically got it the next morning, and we just want uh, uh, to be publicly transparent about that. We also want to be publicly transparent about the fact that when we received all of the proposals in, there was a member of the purchasing division that recognized a company name, one of the team members, as being a company where uh, a friend worked at. Uh, that was disclosed. It was fully investigated. The individual is not involved in this project, and uh, we, uh, it, we, uh, it has been opined that there is no conflict of interest in this regard. Uh, Thirdly, uh, Hensel Phelps recently withdrew, and they have requested the return of their surety. Uh, our position, unless you feel otherwise, is that we should return that surety given that others have been able to withdraw with no penalty. And uh, if, if the board feels otherwise, uh, uh, we can have that discussion. Finally, we do have one new lobbyist in the mix. You have received a memo on that, uh, but again, for the public record, uh, Mr. Bernie Friedman of Becker and Polyakov is uh, now under contract with uh, the related companies. With that, are there any questions? Members, any questions at this stage? No. Commissioner LaMarca. You mentioned the Hyatt possible buyout of Starwood. Hyatt's about a $7 billion company and Starwood 13, so it's an interesting situation, but how, how or would that affect 
anything other than the fact that it may be a, an issue with a flag? Well, it, it simply would be a consolidation of two flags into one. I'm, I'm presuming that they would maintain all of the same brands. Um, they would probably just all run under the Hyatt flag, but the individual brands, Weston, Sheraton, and whatnot for Starwood would probably still continue as is. Thank you. Seeing no further questions, at this point, we could either take up the motion to approve the shortlisted developers, or if it's the desire of this board, we could hear presentations from the developers. We know that uh, the, the, the large presentation or the, or the complex portion of it is going to be looking at the financing component and the schematics for the design. Uh, that's not really what we're going to be seeing today. We have three um, applicants, and uh, so what's the will? Do you want to hear from you want to hear from the developers, or do you want to vote on the motion, Commissioner Wexler? I'm I'm going to tell you from, and I did read the book, and I've spoken to Alan more than <laughs> once regarding um, what's in here. Um, I'm, I'm ready to move all three of them forward. However, however, people came here today in order to present. Um, I believe in respecting the people that took time out of their schedule, and if they want the opportunity to present, then, and I don't know where the rest of my colleagues are, I'm going to support all three moving them forward to the next phase, but I do believe that if they wish to present today, they should be given the opportunity to do so. I support that. Commissioner LaMarca. This has clearly been a project that's been a long time coming and it affects our, our destination uh, in a big way, both of our convention, uh, convention and visitors. Uh, I think the people part of this equation is just as important as the pretty pictures and visuals and, and the physical construction. I mean, it really matters who is, is comprising these teams and I think that they're here to, pr uh, to present, and I, I definitely want to hear from them myself. Mayor? Commissioner Holness? No, I, I, the folks are here. It would be great to hear what they have to say. Uh, I, I think that we have three uh, strong groups uh, that want to do the business here and, and would love to have them say what, they, what they'd like to say. Maybe we'll learn something beyond what we already know. I, I think. Again, as you stated, Mayor, the real big presentation is later, but we can hear from them today if they wish to speak. Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, I'm in agreement um, with my colleagues. I just um, wanted to bring up, we talked about earlier, this board has agreed to um, require the companies that, the company we select to uh, agree to a labor peace agreement. And I'd like Matthews to clarify their email, which kind of doesn't seem, they, they agree to it, but then they say, depending on who they select, so it's kind of not an agreement, and I'd like to get have that clarified. Mr. Cohen, I think that's gonna be in, at the uh, third step, at step three, but let's go ahead, uh, Mr. Cohen, if you're gonna. Uh, Mayor, uh, I only wanted to point out that uh, one of the three was unable due to a conflict to appear before you today. They are on the telephone as we speak. Uh, that's uh, Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel, LLC, and they are available for questions. The other two companies are here in person and ready to present. 
All right, so let's go ahead and we'll start with um, uh, the developers. All right, so let's have um, Matthews Southwest Holdings. Do we have a representative from Matthews that wants to come forward? lot uh, 25 minutes for each presentation so we have the three we have Matthew Southwest Holdings we have the related companies and then we have um, available by telephone the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel so with Matthew Southwest Holdings uh, you're recognized to speak on your proposal Mr. Mayor the memo the agenda memo says 15 minutes is it 15 or 25 it's, I Cohen? said the memo we, we did inform them that they had up to 25 minutes. We'll, uh, we'll whip through it as quick as we can. You'll, you'll get it done in 15? Um, we, will, uh, we will endeavor to do so. I can't, I can't guarantee that one. Just, <coughs> but. All right, let it rip. All right. Well, thank you all for, uh, for once again giving us the opportunity to present. Um, I'm not going to stand here and, and uh, uh, regurgitate all of the uh, Matthew Southwest qualifications. I think we've done that in the past. So we're here to talk about uh, the general contractor and our uh, uh, chosen design team. But collectively, uh, we feel that our team has hundreds of, hundreds of years uh, of experience, uh, which is relevant and recent, and a proven track record of developing P3 projects in both convention center hotels and convention center expansion projects. The way we've set this project up, uh, as you'll see in our org chart, is uh, Matthew Southwest uh, would be the lead developer with its consultant, RLB Swirdling, specializing in P3 projects as well as uh, project management. Uh, below that would be Tudor Perini, the general contractor, and in all likelihood we would set this up as a design-build project where the design team would uh, essentially report directly to and up to Tudor Perini. Bob Swerdling, and thank you again for having, having us again. Uh, a very quick statement. Uh, the rule of thumb in the industry is always if you know you're going to get a yes vote, don't say anything at all, but, <laughs> and, and be happy that you made the trip and got your vote. But let, let me take a moment to point out that this team has been put together in such a manner to bring different experts in different areas in what makes P3s work. The problem with P3s is getting them across the execution line in a manner that the public and the private sector agree they both have a good deal. It's, it's not about the public giving money. It's not about the private sector telling you how much we need. It's about our getting together. Every one of those deals is a public deal. Every one of those deals was a P3. Uh, we've done public, we've done private transactions, not one of them <laughs> has followed the same form. And it's a matter of understanding this board's preferences as to how you want to participate, how big you want your hotel, how does that change what our needs may be. 
how do we work together? And the point that I'm trying to make here is that since 1997, we have closed a, the greatest number of headquarter hotels in P3s among all the groups. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Danny Hoisman. I am the Senior Vice President of Tutaprini Building Corp. And I, uh, and I run the Florida Division. Um, Tutaprini Building Corp is a wholly owned subsidiary of Tutaprini Corp. We are the building division. We do about um, nationally about $2 billion a year in construction. And locally here we'll do about, um, we have about $700 million in business in Florida right now. Tutaprini Building has been in business um, since 1894. And um, we've built our reputation on completing these large complex projects on time and on budget. Uh, we have not only the, um, the experience in building this stuff, but we have the experience in doing it locally as well. Um, we've done, as the slide will show you, we've done about 85,000 hotel keys. Again, this is not, we haven't done one, two, or three hotels. We've done hundreds, as the slides will show you. We're currently doing uh, 2,000, we've got about 2,000 keys under construction and almost 63 million square feet in meeting and convention space in our resume. Um, we are local. We have, our, we're actually about right across the street. Um, our headquarters in Florida is right across the street, 1 East Broward. Uh, we completed our first project in 1975 here. Um, some of the local projects include the, uh, the Hard Rock, as you see in that slide right there. Um, we've got $3.6 billion of work in place in South Florida since we've been here. And like I said, we've got about $700, $800 million worth of construction right now in Florida. This is a long list of some of our hospitality and convention center experience. At the top of that list is a W and Element Convention Headquarter Hotel that we're currently doing in Philadelphia with Matthew. Um, our partner. Um, here's more of that long list you guys can go through at your leisure. It's a lot of stuff on there. Um, here's some more renovation and expansion experience. Um, we, again, in the interest of time, I'll not go through each one of these things. Okay. All right. We're experiencing technical difficulties. There we go. Okay, there's another long list for you guys to look at. Uh, again, more similar experience, renovation, expansion, convention center experience, hotels. We clearly have the experience that you need to complete this job. Um, here are some um, projects that are very relevant. Again, here's a W Element Convention Center Hotel. It's a headquarter hotel we're doing with Matthew. This is in Philadelphia, 755 keys. It's a P3 project, 51 stories. Um, here's Pennsylvania Convention Center. Here is Sheridan Phoenix Downtown Hotel. There's a typo on there. It's not Matthew Southwest. I apologize about that. Um, again, this has uh, its convention expansion as well. Um, and here's a lot of experience that we have in Fort Lauderdale in particular. Um, as many of you know, we're doing the Broward County Courthouse. Um, so I'm familiar with working with you guys here. We have a strong local presence and relationships um, with subcontractors. Um, here's a project, which is the relevancy here is it's the largest, pri it was the largest private development at the time. This is city center Las Vegas, eight and a half billion dollars. Um, <coughs> we're the general contractor on the project. Um, again, speaks to our ability to complete large complex <coughs> projects with a tremendous amount of, of hotel and uh, meeting space. Um, another relevant project is the Mohican Sun expansion. Um, again, uh, a, a has all the elements that your project has. Here's Gaylord Palms Resorts and Convention Center. Again, 
1,400 room hotel, 400,000 square foot of meeting and convention space, um, Gaylord National Resort and Convention Center, 800,000 square foot of convention space. Uh, what I'm trying to demonstrate is that we do have, with all these projects as you see, we do have the experience that you need to get this done. And this is not the kind of project that you, you take on lightly because you've done one or two hotels. This is the kind of project that you, that you take on when you've demonstrated the ability to successfully complete these projects, and we have done that. Um, here is again another example of a, of a complex, large complex project completed on time in the hospitality sector. Um, here is another project that we're currently the general contractor on. Encore Wind, this is primarily, a, this, is a, this is particularly um, relevant, this is a design build job. This was um, a $1.4 billion job that we completed um, in 24 months for one of the most difficult developers you can imagine, and Steve Wynn. <laughs> um, so again, Tudor Perini, why Tudor Perini, and why we're a benefit to this team is that we've had, we have an established um, um, presence, not only in the hospitality market, but in this local market as well. Um, we have the ability to guarantee our performance, and um, as our bonding company has already agreed to, we have a $6 billion bonding capacity, um, and we're, we're ready to do the job for you. With that, I'll turn it over to Mark Trapp from BLA. Hi, good morning. Um, my name is Mark Pratt. I'm a principal of hospitality for VOA Architecture based out of Chicago. We have offices uh, throughout the world, uh, including Orlando. We were founded in 1969 and have over 360 employees. Um, we're, my particular role on this project is the hotel. Uh, you'll, you'll hear from Rafael Vignoli later about their uh, role on the convention center. <coughs> This is a project that we currently have under construction. It's the Cleveland Headquarter Convention Hotel. It's a Hilton Hotel. Um, it is a uh, 600,000 square foot convention hotel with 50,000 square foot of meeting space, 600 keys, where the Republican National Convention will be held uh, next year. This is a conference hotel, 422,000 square feet, 50,000 square foot of meeting space, 500 keys, completed and built. Uh, all of these were design build projects. <coughs> uh, this happens to be a P3 as well. Uh, this is the first one that I showed you. Intercontinental Hotel at O'Hare Airport. Uh, this just recently got rebranded as a Lowe's Hotel. Uh, again, a half a million square feet with 30,000 square foot of meeting space, 556 keys. <clears throat> Another private P3 uh, development in the resort and conference center hotel uh, in North Shore Weston, 410,000 square feet, 35,000 square foot of meeting space. This is an iconic hotel that we partnered with uh, Robert Stern in Disney, it's the Disney Yacht Club, 800,000 square feet, uh, 100,000 square foot of meeting space and 600 uh, hotel keys. We currently work with Disney and have been working with Disney for many, many years. Uh, we're redoing what used to be downtown Disney into Disney Springs currently. Uh, this is a project that uh, we are currently broke ground on two weeks ago. It's the first new build Virgin <coughs> Hotel. It's a tower hotel, uh, an entire city block in New York uh, between 29th and 30th on Broadway. Uh, 550 keys, $200 million project. And I'll bring up my partner and colleague, Chris Grossbeck, uh, to talk a little bit about the remaining slides. Thank you. I'm uh, Chris Grossbeck. Um, I'd like to talk about also the fact that this project, which we are very excited about because we believe we can make a difference here for Fort Lauderdale, um, is a complicated site. And yet, even with the most complicated sites, we believe we can actually do something that really stands out and really uh, 
adds to the community. This particular project, which we just completed, won the Roosevelt University expansion, tall mixed-use institutional tower uh, connected to a historic landmark, very, very difficult site in the center point of Chicago. This won the Urban Land Institute Global Award of Excellence, which is given to projects because not only how they are aesthetically, what they do for the community, both socially and economically. And this is why we're here, is to improve your community on all these levels, which are the goals that you stated right at the beginning of this presentation. Uh, Navy Pier in Chicago, a renovation expansion of major convention, conferencing, cultural, and entertainment facilities. Again, in waterfront. This is actually the most visited landmark in all the Midwest. Uh, this is exactly aligning with the goals that you stated at the beginning of how you enhance the city economically, how you bring tourism, but most important, business. Uh, McCormick Place. Uh, we have been involved in every phase of the expansion of McCormick Place, either as the lead design architect or the support architect. Again, this connects to the waterfront in Chicago. This talks about the fl flexibility of phasing uh, projects like this, which take incredible amount of experience to do right and to do so in such a way as that we deliver on time and we deliver in such a way that fulfills the goals uh, of the county. Um, and the last slide I'd like to say is we do convention, hotel, waterfront architecture all throughout the world. And the one thing that we've learned is that every place is different. Every place has di different goals. And our goal is to make sure that this is authentically representing this community in such a way uh, that you know that this belongs here and it's the right place uh, the right uh, destination for Fort Lauderdale. We also collaborate, uh, design, build, and with other architects, given the size of the projects that, that we do. I'm very honored to be uh, team with, our team is very honored to be team with Rafael Vignoli Architects, who Sune Sudo will come up and explain uh, their great convention experience. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Sine Suda from Raphael Vanilli Architects. Uh, thank you for spending your time and letting us present to you. Um, um, we are the Convention Center Architects for this project. Uh, Raphael Vanilli Architects was founded in 1982. We've been around for plus 30 years. Uh, we have a staff of over 190 people. Uh, they're architects, structural engineers, interior designers. We carry a lot of things in-house because we understand that the best way to understand how to build a building is to bring those professionals within. Um, all our projects are very specific to each um, client, location, uh, use. Um, I'd like to go through some of our convention center experience. Uh, the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh. Um, this was a very complicated site where the demands of the project changed as we um, worked on this. Originally, the client was wanting to just expand the project and maintain a good portion of the existing uh, convention center, and in the middle of the project, they decided to tear it down and continue uh, with the design that we had. Uh, there was a lot of phasing issues that happened. We needed to build the south side first um, while they still operated the north side, and then there was about a six-month period where um, all convention center activities were held, um, stopped, of which then we switched over to the new portion and continued building the building. Um, the building itself is set between the city and the waterfront. Um, you can see the riverfront here. This is about the same time the city had developed their riverfront a little bit more. 
um, and there's a riverfront park that's going along the front. So we've brought in a water feature at the base that you can see literally down by the water uh, to connect the city through our building into the riverfront. Uh, the, the roof also rises up to meet the skyscrapers in the background. Um, in section, you can see the river is to your right here. Uh, the blue meeting rooms we faced towards the river so that as you're hanging your pre-function spaces, you enjoy the scenery that you had there. The exhibition center we put in the center with services um, set towards the city where we allowed the trucks, the cars, everything to um, service the building from there. From a sustainability point of view, we looked at uh, a number of things. Uh, this building was originally certified as LEED Gold. Um, after our verification process, uh, the building was recertified as Platinum as it performed better um, than we originally expected. Um, you have natural ventilation coming off the river and um, in the back, the heat rises um, and is allowed to escape at the top of the roof. We brought in a lot of natural light in our exhibition space um, that allowed uh, a large savings of, of cost associated with um, lighting the space. We also looked at rainwater reclamation um, tied to the aquifer below to feed the water feature, the cooling towers, um, and as well as recycling water within the facilities uh, such as lavatories, fountains, sinks, uh, back into the toilet flushing system. Um, this is the roof of the building is also accessible to the public, so they have views back towards the city as you see in here, as well as looking towards the riverfront. Um, I understand that currently they've taken over the space to build a vegetable garden at the top, which they use for the concession stands. Uh, and this is the space here. Um, you can see the natural light flowing. The space is free col uh, column free from the meeting space to the support space. And you can see the bright light um, that's coming in. It's all natural with um, lights supplementing it and reflected off the, the fabric ceiling. Tokyo International Forum. Um, this was a project that we did uh, a number of years back. The project was constrained by the rails, the city, the subways, and such. It was developed in two portions. One, you'll see the Lensape building in the center, um, was the main uh, express train rail curved around. We followed that form. The main box that you see there is the meeting rooms. And then on the other side, there's four boxes, which are the performance spaces. Um, in between the performance spaces and the, and the glass um, lens, we created a public space area, which was the outdoor uh, pre-function space, as well as the city can come in and enjoy the, the, the space that uh, we created. Um, in section, uh, the purple that you see is there is the ballroom and the performance spaces that are lifted up. In green, you can see the, the exhibition space and the glass hall, which is cut uh, in, um, through this in section uh, on the right. And that's the glass hall, which is the signature piece of the, of the project, which is uh, the most recognizable piece of the project, which serves also as the entrance, the main entrance of the building. So a lot of people come here, they come down the escalators, you have a pre-functional space, you can go up, cross the bridges, go towards the meeting spaces or towards the uh, performing arts center, um, or below to the exhibition hall. You can see the same um, glass hall in the back where you have the stairs and such. 
This is the Boston Convention <laughs> Exhibition Center. Um, this project was located in an in a, in a industrial era, uh, location. Um, in the foreground, you see South Boston. In the, in the background uh, is the Inner Harbor. We were tasked with locating the convention center between these two spaces, these two places. Um, so we had a medium scale density um, commercial area in the, in the inner harbor and a low density low area in the, in the south. And we, we took the roof and slowly went and, and, and changed the roofs to adjust to those scales. On the inner harbor side, we created an iconic entrance so that you had a place to arrive, a place where everybody understood where the destination was. This is the drop-off area. We had an extended roof that covered over to the, the entrance area. And the second floor area you see there is actually the ballroom that overlooks the space. Um, the exhibition hall was really the paramount space. Um, and within that, we expanded on the two sides we put both meeting rooms and breakout spaces on both sides so they can be connected. Bridge walkways connected both sides through and to the exhibition hall um, with support and loading areas on the ground level. This is the exhibition hall. Again, natural use of light, trying to bring the ideas of enjoyable space, not just a box that a lot of people create, but something to make it a place you want to be in instead of just looking at booths and and, and traveling through. The ballroom space, um, a very generous space. The roof, because of the arc that we created, uh, we made it column free, uh, which helped and extend the expansion and also partitioning of the ballroom. And concession stands um, located around the project. Oh, these weren't supposed to be there. Thank you. So just in summary, um, you know, collectively we think our team from Tudor Peruni, uh, VOA Architects, Raphael Vinoli, even the MEP and the Structural and Landscape guys that we've identified in the proposal, you know, we think our team has both the Convention Center Hotel and the Convention Center Expansion Experience that the county need. You know, this, this project's very complicated, um, but collectively we think we can overcome these challenges. Thank you. Thank you. Does that conclude your presentation? Yes, sir, that is it. All right, well, let's go ahead and, and we'll move to the second presentation. That'll be. Can we ask questions? Well, I, I, I would prefer if we ask the questions after all three present, and then they'll, they'll be available for questions. All right, so the second, second presentation is going to be by the related companies, LP and uh, PRH Investments. So if, if the members of the, of the Matthews team, if you will be available at the end of the third presentation for questions. Thank you. There's a, there's a third that is uh, able to present by telephone. Are they going to present? No, sir, just for Q&A. Just for Q&A. All right, so then after the second presentation, the members will uh, make inquiry to um, all three developers. You ready, sir? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, good, good morning, and thank you again for the opportunity. Go, Paul Rajagata with the related company. Let's see if this, oh, there we go. 
representing related uh, New York and PRH investments as a joint venture. So I'll be I'll be very quick on, on related. You know, we gave our presentation the last time we were here, um, but very quickly, um, we're again a joint venture between Related New York, which was founded by Stephen Ross in 1972, and uh, PRH Investments, which was founded by George Perez, um, out of out of Miami. Um, collectively, we own and operate about 35 billion dollars of, of real estate across across the world. Um, you know, our focus is on gateway cities, including New York, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco. Los Angeles, D.C., Miami, and South Florida, including uh, Palm Beach County and now Broward County quite a bit. Um, and then internationally, Shanghai, Abu Dhabi, Sao Paulo, London, Panama City, Mexico City, and Atlanta. Um, you know, one of the focuses of, of our company and one of the focuses that I specifically work on is, is really mixed-use development and um, destination development. And when we think about this project, we're not really thinking about it as a standalone hotel or a convention center hotel. We're really thinking about this as a, con a destination convention center district and a destination for Broward County. Um, so that's one of our focuses. And again, um, we have about nine million square feet of, of commercial space that we that we own and, and operate. And uh, as I pointed out in the last presentation, we're also the developer of the largest public-private partnership um, in America ever, and that's Hudson Yards in New York City. Some of our key strengths, uh, you know, we have financial, financial strengths, uh, significant access to capital, um, great infrastructure, um, huge volumes of, of activity. Um, sustainability is, is one of our strong suits. Um, commitment to excellence. Um, when we say we're, we're dedicated to the highest standards of art, architecture, interior design, landscape design, and the impact on the surrounding communities, um, when we put these teams together, which you'll, you'll, you'll hear from our team here, we don't take it lightly. We work with you know world-class teams, and we think about the specific team that can be applied to the to the specific location. And I, and I truly believe that the team we put together is is really a fantastic world-class team that has all worked together over the years across the world. Uh, strategic affiliates, and then you know the talent and culture of our company um, produces superior outcomes. Just wanted to highlight again, you know, very relevant experience. Um, you know, I'm the partner in charge of, of the Hilton West Palm Beach, which is the Palm Beach County. Convention Center Hotel. Um, that's a public-private partnership with, with Palm Beach County under a ground lease. Um, we're actually proud to say that we're about a month and a half away from a TCO on that project. We'll deliver that project about two months ahead of schedule and under budget. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be a flagship project for, for Palm Beach County. The team on that project um, includes Coastal uh, as our contractor, um, Nichols, Nichols Brochworth wolf as the, as the hotel architect, interior designers Jim Looney, um, operators Hilton, and I'll also point out on this is that TBS, our convention center architect, was the architect for the Palm Beach County Convention Center. So that entire team we're basically taking and, and shifting over to this project, which we think you know that experience is, is very applicable. And um, real quickly on, on org chart here, um, where the developer related, um, the convention center architects TBS. We have Rob Svedberg um, is here. Principal from, from TBS. Um, hotel architect is uh, Nichols Brosh Worst Wolf. We have both Jim Worst and John Nichols here today. Construction manager uh, is a partnership between Coastal and Tishman. We, uh, we have Vice Chairman uh, Jim uh, Dan Whiteman here. Um, on landscape design, uh, it's EDSA. Uh, Doug Smith, the president, is here. Interior design is Jim Looney. 
structural engineers, uh, Thompson uh, Tomasetti. Uh, MEP is EXP out of Orlando. Civil, um, Craven Thompson. Uh, we have Tom McDonald here, who's, who's local. Public uh, PR, we have Mercury, Florida. We have Ashley Walker, who's here, um, also local. And then um, Land Use Council, uh, we're using Lockery and Chakas, and Robert Lockery is here as well today. I'm going to pass it off to uh, John Nichols. Thank you very much. I'm John Nichols, uh, head of Nichols Brushworth Architects in Coral Gables, Florida. Uh, we've had the luxury of working on so many hotel projects over the over the years. Uh, for the past 40 years, you can see we've designed over 300 hotels, worked with almost all major brands out there, Hilton, Marriott, Hyatt, you name them. Uh, I've done some really iconic hotels, but one of the things that we're really good at doing is working within budgets to create an iconic look, an iconic uh, hotel, but within uh, really good functional standards so the thing operates extremely well. And that's why we keep getting re constant referrals from all the hospitality groups. Uh, this is just a list, partial list of some of the major convention hotels that we have done. We've designed hotels anywhere from 1,800 rooms down to 40 rooms uh, all across the eastern United States and throughout the state of Florida. Uh, looking at some of these hotels, this is the 800-room Lowe's Hotel in Miami Beach. We won that in a design competition. Uh, it's got about uh, 75,000 square feet of meeting space. First hotel built in Miami Beach in over 25 years when this was built. Very, very successful for the Lowe's family. Uh, matter of fact, they paid off all the, the bond money and it's uh, privately uh, owned and financed right now. The original Peabody Headquarters Convention Hotel, 900 rooms in Orange County, Florida, directly across from the Orange County Convention Center. Again, a very successful hotel for the um, Belts family uh, when this was built years ago. The Tampa Waterside Marriott, uh, again, 800 rooms directly across from the Tampa Convention Center. Uh, this hotel, again, built very cost-effectively, very successful for its owners and operators. Uh, looking at expansions right now, and we're actually doing a new 500-room hotel across the street from this property for the same ownership group. Uh, Weston Hotel up in Providence, Rhode Island. We went up there and won this in a design competition. 360 rooms, an office building tied directly into the uh, convention center there. Uh, here in Miami again on Miami Beach, the Fontainebleau. We've done all the work there since 1998. Uh, there are over 100,000 square feet of meeting space. Uh, now up to 1,500 rooms. We've added about 700 rooms and completely redone the entire hotel uh, now owned by the Sofer family. And, uh, Again, extremely successful. Uh, here in Hollywood, the Diplomat was a Weston Hotel. Uh, as you may remember, now a Curio, uh, since it's been resold. Uh, again, an extremely well laid out hotel. Over 400,000 feet of meeting space in that meeting space building, convention building to the, to the right, 1,000 rooms. A very light, bright hotel. The public spaces are all have the glass roofs glass windows overlooking the ocean. And that's one of the things we've done here with all our hotels in Florida is say, look, it's all about the convention guest. It's all about the guest experience. We're here in Florida. Let's take advantage of this environment. So our hotels have, have been oriented to the exterior, very light, very bright facilities, ballrooms with giant bay windows that look out over the ocean uh, and the waterfront. And we've done that with so many of the major hotels we've done. Uh, the Hilton uh, Convention Center Hotel uh, 
in Palm Beach that uh, Gopal just remembered, uh, related to. Uh, this is uh, designed as 400 rooms with a 400 room expansion uh, and is uh, being completed right now. Looking forward to its grand opening. Uh, a new 500 room hotel in downtown Tampa right across the street from the Marriott and the Convention Center. Uh, this is done for strategic property partners, a very high end upper end hotel with about 85,000 square feet of meeting space. That is the meeting space on the corner. Very public spirited, retail at grade. Uh, a lot of, again, light, bright spaces that open to the exterior. A lot of indoor, outdoor function spaces. That's one thing we always do with convention hotels is have a lot of outdoor convention space uh, because people love that. They come down here and uh, they're able to, to work uh, uh, big convention groups and things in the outdoor spaces overlooking the ocean. And this is the new 1800 room uh, Marriott Marquis in downtown Miami that is just getting released right now. Uh, it's got over 600,000 square feet of meeting space and 1,800 rooms uh, being developed by MDM Corporation. This is one of the grade level shots that again shows the convention complex and all the exterior galleries. We have 60,000 and 100,000 square foot rooms that open directly to the outside to bring all that natural light in. Here you can see the glassiness of it and how these hotels really relate to the street, relate to their environment, and they're Florida buildings. I mean, we're local. You have a wonderful opportunity with your site. We've studied it for almost a year now looking at it. Uh, and there, we found ways to really uh, change the character of the existing convention center, working with our partner, Rob Swedberg, at, uh, at TVS uh, with a convention center. We've come up with some really great ideas of how to reorient it towards the water, make it a true Florida facility, give it a true front door to 17th Street, and so we're very excited about, about that opportunity. We're gonna to go to uh, Rob Swedberg at uh, TVS Design right now, who is our partner there in charge of the design of the entire convention center expansion. Thanks, John. That one right there. Great. Thanks, John. Uh, my name is Rob Swedberg. I'm with TVS Design Architects. Um, we are a firm of architects and interior designers. We practice all over the world. We're headquartered in Atlanta and have offices in Chicago, Dubai, and Shanghai. About a third of what we do is convention center projects. About a third is hotels. And the other third is what you would broadly consider uh, mixed-use projects. And we have about 180 people. The majority of them are in Atlanta. Um, we have done more major convention centers than all, the, all of our competitors combined. This is a chart that shows the 74 completed convention center projects we have done ranked by size from over a million square feet to renovation projects. Um, what's specific, specifically relevant to this project is the continuity of the work. These are projects <coughs> roughly in the last 12 years of major or large convention center projects that have been opened and completed successfully. Um, we've won national AIA design awards for the Washington DC Convention Center, Philadelphia Convention Center, and uh, Chicago's McCormick Place Convention Center. We've also won national ULI design awards for Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. We've done the uh, convention center for the U.S. Capitol. We have done the convention center for the Chinese Capitol. We, have, we were the design architects along with uh, Epstein and Son at McCormick Place in Chicago, which is the largest facility in the U.S. And we currently have under construction the largest facility in China, which is in Chengdu, with two and a half million square feet of exhibition space. Um, 
you know, all these projects are unique and they're all design opportunities. When you have a waterfront project, it's a special design opportunity. This is a, a project that I was lucky enough to work on that opened about 2005 in San Juan, Puerto Rico, right, right on the water, which is a spectacular, iconic waterfront project. We also get to work on transformative projects. All of the projects that we do are around convention centers, which are usually in, you know, not the greatest areas of town. So part of all of these projects is how you reinvigorate the area and knit it into the rest of the city. And this is the Music City Center, which we just opened in 2013, and it's really set the new benchmark for convention centers in, uh, in North America. Um, very quickly on our process, one of the things that makes us unique is we're 100% employee-owned. Um, like John, we uh, work in a studio system um, where the people, the principals are involved all the way through the project. There's no handoff. Because of our um, strong share of the convention center market, we're in the position of seeing where the industry is going and working with operators like SMG um, and um, your consultants to kind of see not, we're building this building not for today or in five years, but for a market that's gonna be here and needs to be strong for a long time into the future. We understand that they have to be marketable, functional, and sustainable. These are important economic development drivers and they have to operate. Um, all of the projects we've done are for clients just like you, and they all have public project, pu public schedules. They also have public uh, public project budgets, and we're very proud of our track record in uh, meeting schedules and meeting budgets. And they're also all sustainable. You don't do a building of this scale without it being sustainable. And we've uh, we've led the effort in the uh, sustainability of convention centers. We have cutting edge technology that realizes our visions. We have integrated interior design because really most people spend most of their time in a convention center in the inside and it's important. And we have a rigorous quality assurance program so that we make sure that it's done right the first time. So I'm going to quickly show two examples. This is Music City Center in Nashville. And what this is relevant for is that it really tells the destination story. Nashville obviously is about music. And so the building had to tell the music of both uh, a story of both music and where it is in Tennessee in the middle of the rolling hills of central Tennessee. Uh, used materials and imagery reminiscent of music. The building links back to the city. And um, it's highlighted with the 60,000 square foot ballroom um, that the design inspiration is what it would feel like to be inside of a Stradivarius violin or a fine mandolin or a musical instrument. The other project, this is very relevant for this project also. This project has been a multi-phase uh, uh, project in, in Detroit. Uh, the renovation of Cobo Hall, we really added no new square footage on this project. It was a $300 million seven-year phase project. SMG was the operator of this building. And what it did is it took the old Cobo building that had been not touched in 50 years and transformed it. This is an old arena that was made into a ballroom. Um, you can see on the right is what the connection to the Detroit River used to look like, and now um, it, it's opened up in an atrium, so now for the first time it connects to its waterfront. So, thank you. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Doug Smith. I'm the president of EDSA. Um, who's EDSA? We're a land planning, landscape architecture, urban design firm. We're based right here in Fort Lauderdale. I'm really thrilled to be part of this team because I've been a resident of Broward County here for 28 years, my whole professional career. And EDSA was founded here in 1960. So we are very local, but we're an international practice at the same time. 
So we think that international experience is going to be relevant to, to bring back to Broward County. Um, we, we do that on all of our projects. The lessons that we learn around the world, we're able to bring right back here to Broward County. And I think you can see we've done over 2,500 projects around the world, so we're, we're able to do that. Um, it's been mentioned, this continuous principal involvement. We have the similar studio structure that Rob just mentioned. Um, we've done a lot of work with uh, both John Nichols and TVS. Um, so this is a team that's done a lot of work together. And what's been mentioned, one of the things that's been mentioned a couple of times already, sustainability. And of course, in the building design, that's going to be very important. What we're going to help focus on is bringing the building and the site together and creating what we call a healthy living environment, a healthy community. And that means, again, bringing the social interaction aspect of this out of the building onto the site. And we have a great opportunity there on the waterfront to create a real destination. So some of the work that EDSA has been involved in, and we're very proud to have been part of the renaissance, really, of Broward County over the last you know, 30 years or so, um, including Fort Lauderdale Beach, which is a game changer for this community, as we all know. Uh, we were the designers for the, the famous wave wall that's now really become the brand and icon of tourism, uh, especially in, in Fort Lauderdale, but all of Broward County. Similarly, the Riverwalk has been a big game changer for downtown Fort Lauderdale. It's drawn a lot more tourism into, into the community, into the county, uh, and has made a big difference in the redevelopment scheme of the whole downtown, bringing the waterfront back into the community rather than turning our back on it, which had been done for so many decades. City of Sunrise, Western Broward County, we were the master planners and then executed all the site design for what's now the BB&T Center. Um, obviously a major anchor along with Sawgrass Mills in the western part of the county. This is a big tourism draw, as, as you all know as well. Uh, a related group project. We've done a lot of work with related over the years, and this happens to also be a, a, a John Nichols Hotel, the W in South Beach, that EDSA was uh, the site designer for. And then here's a project uh, convention hotel um, in Orlando, Gaylord Palms, TVS was the design architect here, EDSA was the landscape architect. We've done a lot of work for Disney over the years, uh, Disney Downtown Westside, which is their retail entertainment venue, uh, been very popular and I'm pleased to say just last week we were awarded uh, another chunk of hotel renovation work for Disney, so we keep chugging there. Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, major uh, regeneration of the waterfront there in Owensboro. This is a destination park, a significant water feature um, in their convention center district there in Owensboro, and this has been a, a major renaissance uh, of redevelopment now activity happening because of the public infrastructure in that community. I think everybody in South Florida is familiar with the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, EDSA, uh, was part of that from day one, envisioning what Atlantis would be and what it would be all about, and 25 plus years later, we're still uh, involved in ongoing work there. Uh, moving internationally in Dubai, uh, the Opera Center, which is um, in design as we speak, uh, we were the land are the landscape architects, and that expanded into a bigger role of doing all of the public realm design guidelines for this part of downtown Dubai. Uh, major regeneration of an urban waterfront in Dalian, China. Um, again, EDSA created the master plan and we've been involved in uh, the implementation of some of the waterfront park spaces that are, um, a couple of those are completed and many ongoing. 
in Dubai, uh, Medina Jumeirah, mixed-use project, hotel, residential, and retail. Uh, we brought water into the project in this case uh, to, as part of the transportation system, literally. And um, this has been so popular that the developer had to, to build another parking structure to accommodate all the activity. And then bringing it back to Broward County. Uh, the next generation of what's happening on the waterfront here, uh, large public uh, destination, open space. It's been a parking lot for 20 plus years at, at the intersection of A1A and Las Olas. And we're helping the city now envision that as a new public destination, public park. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my name is Dan Whiteman, uh, president of Coastal Construction Company. Uh, who is Coastal? Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm watching the clock. I'm standing here looking at this clock, wondering what Mr. Ross thinks when they're doing a countdown. I don't want to get a five-yard delay of game penalty. Uh, who is Coastal? Coastal is family-owned. We'll be okay as long as we beat Buffalo on Sunday. All right, good. Good for you. Good for the Dolphins. Anyway, uh, who is Coastal? Coastal is locally owned, 100% locally owned. There are five stockholders. Uh, Tom Murphy, the president of Coastal, his two sons, Tom C. and Sean, who run operations and pre-construction, and Patrick, who took a leave of absence to uh, lose his mind in politics. Uh, but in any case, uh, I've been with Coastal for 25 years. Uh, we like to say our market is gigantic. It's from Key West to the Palm Beaches. 100% of our decisions are made here locally. Uh, we have nowhere else to go. If we mess up a project, we have to live with it, and I think you'll see that some of the projects we've done are quite substantial. We have 400 employees that live in Miami-Dade and Broward County, 150 of which live right here in Broward County. Uh, you have full access to all of our principals at all times. Who is Tishman and why is there a coastal Tishman? Tishman was, is over 100 years old. Uh, they have a local office in Florida, but it's in our office at Coastal. We work together on any project that Tishman does in the state of Florida. They are a subsidiary of AECOM and have over 100,000 employees. You'll see some of their work as we go through this. The Coastal Tishman team was formed four years ago when it was obvious that some projects set to this type were going to be coming up. Uh, together, we've built over 200 hospitality projects with 30,000 keys. I'm going to go back to something local. St. Regis Resort and Residences, $525 million, built by Coastal, over 500 keys, half of which are hotel, half of which are residences. Uh, another view of the St. Regis Hotel, something we completed two years ago. The Miami Beach Edition. I can't picture a time in the last 25 years that Coastal and Nichols Brosh and EDSA have not been working together. The Miami Beach Edition is one of those. It's the iconic new brand for Marriott uh, that they've uh, developed. Uh, Jim Worst, who's here with us today, uh, EDSA uh, and ourselves worked together on this project. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's an outstanding project and one which is really changing that area. Another view of the edition. Uh, one that's already been mentioned several times today is the Hilton Convention Center Hotel, which this entire team is working together on. Not just this entire team, but Coastal's project team. 100% of this project team, from project manager to superintendent to project engineers to staff, will be on this project when we build it for you, uh, along with Nichols Brosh, EDSA, and related. Uh, a little bit about Tishman. Uh, Tishman uh, was a construction manager for the Javits Convention Center, 1 million square feet which not only was built on time, but had to be kept 100% open while they were doing this, one million square feet. 
Uh, I think both firms may have mentioned the Penn Convention Center. One of the unique things you have here is you clearly have uh, the cream of the crop worldwide of developers and construction managers and builders. In some cases, Tishman has been the construction manager on the project where Tudor Perini has been the contractor. Uh, another project, two projects that uh, Tishman not only developed, designed, built, uh, are the uh, Disney Dolphin and the Swan Hotel Convention Centers, which they own to this day. Uh, the last project I want to mention, and I'll run out of my time in 33 seconds, and all of you have probably seen it, you heard about it, it's the latest public-private partnership here in South Florida, the Margarita Resort, uh, that we, is a public-private partnership with Lon Tabachnik in the city of Hollywood Beach. We've had soft openings the last two weeks, and next week will be the grand opening. I'm sure many of you will be there for that, and it's changing the face of downtown Hollywood. And just another view of that, another view of that, and we're ready to open it up for questions, and I got five seconds left. Thank you. Good job. All right, that concludes the presentation from the two uh, developers that are here. As I had mentioned earlier, um, the third developer, Fort Lauderdale Convention Center, is not present but is available for questions by, uh, by the members. All right, so there is uh, no members of the public that have signed up to speak. We're going to go to uh, those on the dais, and um, you can begin posing your questions. Commissioner Bogan. Uh, I'd like to ask David Snell. Is, is David here? Yep. How are you doing, Dave? Um, okay. I wanted to ask you a question regarding your email that you sent to uh, uh, here at Broward County where you state in an email that your company is okay agreeing to a labor peace agreement. However, this remains subject to the approval, one, your chosen operator, and two, equity partnership. Yeah. It, sorry, go on. It, it was meant more towards we'll have – equity partners in this deal, um, who they are has not yet to be finalized, so I just didn't want to speak on their behalf. We, Matthew Southwest, as a developer, do not have a problem with that. Yeah, but uh, I, I believe that that the requirement is that the companies, and please correct me if I'm wrong here, the companies that you choose uh, will be required to uh, abide by a labor peace agreement. So uh, when you say that, you know, you haven't finalize things, um, I think it's only fair that, and I spoke with our staff here, that at this point in the presentation, it's supposed to be agreed upon, correct me again if I'm wrong, that, that you will provide companies that will provide by a labor peace okay. agreement. Commissioner, let's do this. Let's have the county attorney speak to um, what type of, of commitment is legally required at this juncture in the solicitation process. The solicitation document required the proposer to provide an acknowledgement letter agreeing to utilize a hotel flag or third-party management company that will commit to a labor peace agreement. If the developer is also the hotel flag, they had to indicate its willingness to complete directly to a labor peace agreement. Yeah, and, and certainly you got great qualifications. No, don't get me wrong, and everybody here has got great qualifications. I was just, so based on council, you know, uh, that requirement is present. Are you able to get that in the near future? Then yes. Then we will choose equity partners that will be in agreement to that. Okay. Thank you. For the questions, All right. um, Commissioner Fur, you raised your hand. He wants to wait until Lois is up. Commissioner Wexler, 
I just have the same questions for everybody, including whoever's on the phone. Um, what projects have they done on a tiny site? Because they've shown us all of these great expansion, taking up you know lots of room projects, and they're gorgeous, all of them. Um, how many have you done together as a team? And the last presenter um, kind of hit upon that about what the work they've done together. I'd like to know um, what they've done together as a, as a team. Um, and let's start. Let's start with that, okay? And then I have a specific question for Coastal regarding um, the pictures that you showed us, the examples that you showed us. What, there wasn't one that was a Broward project. So I'd like to know if you've done any work in Broward County before. I know I, I see Miami-Dade and I see Palm Beach, but I didn't see, you did Margaritaville? Okay, thank you. So we got that one, the one project. One project, is that what, could, do you wanna to come to the microphone because they're let's, let's take up the questions. It might be easier to do your questions one at a time. So I, the first inquiry right. is, is what experience does does your development team have on working on a constrained site? So Matthews, if you'll come up first. Uh, very good question. Um, I can give you two of our most uh, recent projects, which ironically enough were both very tight sites. The one in Philadelphia is uh, 755 rooms on a 20,000 foot square, uh, 20,000 square foot site. And that includes uh, four levels of underground. So right in the heart of downtown, a ton of site restrictions. Second one is our uh, bow project up in Calgary, Alberta. We built two million square feet on just over uh, just over forty thousand feet. How many uh, rooms? Sorry, that is a uh, mixed use project, so it's not a hospitality project. Okay. Okay. Related group, if you want to answer the first inquiry as to uh, working on a site with limited acreage. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, when you talk about constrained sites, it's, it's not only about limited acreage, it's about it's about the site constraints. Um, you know, in Hudson Yards, which, as I pointed out, is one of the largest projects in America, we're actually building a platform above exist an existing railroad track. So I think from a complexity standpoint... I that's, understand that's a constrained yeah. site, but this is a tiny site. So yeah. what, what can you give me that's comparable? And Mr. Cohen, what's the size of the acreage of this site? You're going to come look look it up because yeah. it's no, really no no the uh, the total acreage of the site without the Northport parcel exactly. is approximately 35 and a half acres. Okay, yeah, so let's yeah, and and you know we're we're New York City developers. That's where our, our home base is. So we we build you know unconstrained sites all the time. Uh, you know hundreds of projects. You know mostly condominium projects. Um, I worked on a project in Las Vegas called the Cosmopolitan Resort and Casino, which we were the developer of, which is uh, six and a half million square feet on eight and a half acres. So um, I don't have I don't have the exact. How many rooms was that? That's three thousand rooms and about a hundred. Three thousand rooms and about one hundred and fifty thousand square feet of meeting space and retail and restaurants. On how many acres? Eight and a half acres. Well, that must be one heck of a tall building. It's it's a very dense building, even for Las Vegas. Yeah. So. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, thank you. I, now let's, let's make the inquiry also by, uh, by telephone. We have Fort Lauderdale Correct. Convention Center Hotel. So is a representative of the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel LLC prepared to answer the question about uh, development experience on a constrained site? 
Um, yes, hi, this is Ira Mitzner. We apologize for not being able to make the meeting today. We will be there for the mandatory meeting on November 17th. Um, actually, last week we just announced in Denver the um, beginning of the final commitment and the beginning of construction on the largest new hotel in the United States, the 1,500-room Gaylord Rockies um, Resort, which um, if you Google Gaylord Rockies, you will see a copy of the sign of that announcement. Um, as far as experience, probably the, the most um, current experience that is exactly parallel is in downtown Houston on two and a half acres. We are currently about halfway through the construction of the new 1000 room Marriott Marquis. Um, it is a very, very similar type of environment to the um, to the convention center um, site at Fort Lauderdale. Obviously, it's not on the water. We don't have water in Houston, Texas, but it's a very, very comparable site because it encompasses not only a convention a hotel, a hotel facility, but also the convention center. Um, in Florida, uh, both the 1,400-room Hilton at the Orange County Convention Center is also a very comparable project that's on a little bit uh, larger acreage, about 26 acres, but it also is attached to the Orange County Convention Center, so that's very similar, um, as well as our Omni 800-room um, hotel also in Orlando, Florida. So um, we have current um, experience both going on currently and about to begin in, as I mentioned, in Colorado of similar or larger sized projects. Um, I, yeah, just just to clarify, I I believe that uh, Commissioner Wexler was inquiring about the the number of acres on the site. When you mentioned 35 acres, and then the the Northport portion is an additional four and a half acres. I think you're talking about the entire site, not just right. the portion that is going to be developed right. under this proposal. And you're talking that, about the park walk. That's what area. I wanted to clarify. Right. So the, the what I'll call the north building pad site where the parking lot is right now is approximately two and a half acres. Thank you. And the space where the convention center expansion would go is also approximately two and a half acres. Okay. Because you, you saw my body language yes. when you said that number. And it's like, oh my, really? Can't be. You All were, right. You were hopping around. Okay, I was. your next question. <laughs> All right. The next question is um, the team's experience together on projects. Um, individually, you've given us a tremendous experience, every, everybody, um, in the proposals, but I'd like to know what they've actually done together. Right, so we're going to continue in the order that uh, the, the presentations were made. So first to reply will be Matthew Southwest Holdings. And Mayor, they can only name a few. It doesn't have to be more. I don't want to be here all day. Well, yeah, and um, collectively as a team from top to bottom, uh, this would be our first project together from developer right down to landscape architect. Uh, that said, um, Matthews and Tudor Perini right now are doing the W uh, project in Philadelphia. Um, and I believe um, Tudor Perini has done two projects with uh, Raphael Vinoli um, on the convention center side, and as well as uh, two projects with VOA, the hotel architect. Sir, if you could perhaps supplement your answer. Um, Commissioner Wexler says, in what projects have the entire team worked together? But you have a number of members uh, of your team that I, I'd like to know, have you worked with them in any other projects? In other words, is there, are there any new members that you're bringing on for this project? Uh, 
from Matthew Southwest, uh, the new team members that we've proposed would be everybody with the exception of Tutaparini. Okay. All right, related group. Which is their primary um, contractor here. Tutaparini is our primary general right. contractor, correct. So that's really the essence of what I'm looking for in the way of an answer. The developer and the prime contractor, the experience working together, yeah. you've answered Essentially, that. yes, because, you. you know, in a design build set up, all those design team members essentially are accountable to the general contractor. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Related group. As, as I pointed out in the presentation, you know, the, 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 main, uh, the main project that we've all worked on together um, is, is the currently the uh, Palm Beach County Convention Center Hotel, and that's the whole team. The design team, the contractor, uh, and everyone that's presenting here. But however, I mean, John Nichols can speak to it. Nichols, TBS, EDSA, and others have worked together on significant projects. I'd like you to speak to you and Coastal together, though. Um, well, um, we for for us in Coastal, so that mm -hmm. the Palm Beach County Convention Center Hotel was it was the first project we that's did it? as a hotel standpoint. But Coastal's now doing more work with our company in uh, in Miami, uh, the related group. Okay. Yep. Uh, related also was the uh, working with uh, um, on the W Hotel down in uh, in Miami that we we designed. Uh, we've done being here in Florida. We've done so much work here with this consulting team. We've worked with related for over 15 years on numerous projects. The Hilton, uh, the W they managed the W uh, down here. We're working on several other projects together. Our work with Coastal Construction goes back 25 years. We've probably done. 15 or 20 projects together, uh, the new addition hotel in Miami, uh, of course the Palm Beach Hilton, uh, we've just done so many different hotels, they're doing the Marriott Marquis and down the 1800 room hotel in downtown Miami, that by the way is on about six acre site, that's 1800 rooms and 600,000 square feet, we wish we always had more site area to work with, uh, we've looked at your site and we, we're very, very comfortable that your site, uh, you can accomplish exactly what you want to do with it. Uh, our work with EDSA being right here, again, we've probably done 25 projects with EDSA. Uh, so this team has done a lot of work together over all the years. Thank you. It has, but the um, developer and Coastal has only done one project together and working on more in Miami. I got that part. I got that. You, you Is that different? I mean, did I hear something well, different? Are you into the second question, and that is, what has Coastal done locally as well, or is that? Um, not yet. We okay. have to finish. I will say one project that Gopal did not mention that we did do with Related that will be answered in the second part of your question is the Trump Hollywood project. That was a Related development project that Gopal may have not been involved with at that time, but we worked integrally with that entire team on that project as well. But okay. I'll address some of the other projects in a minute. Okay. All right. So. Um, the, this question to Fort Lauderdale Convention Center is the experience that you've had with your team and other projects and specifically identify your general contractor and your experience with your general contractor. Is this for us, Florida Convention Center Hotel? Yes. Yes, okay, yes. We have, uh, and we will be identifying and we have submitted that our contractor will be Wellbuilt Building Corporation. We have done um, several major projects with Wellbro based out of Orlando, Florida, including the 1400 room Hilton 
um, Hilton at the Orange County Convention Center, the 750-room Omni Champions Gate Resort, the 1,200-room Hyatt New Orleans, and currently Wellbro is our, um, part of our, the Balfour Baby Wellbro joint venture that is building the 1,000-room uh, Marriott Marquis Houston. They also will be part of the Mortensen Wellbro joint venture that is building the 1,500-room Gaylord Rockies in Aurora, Colorado. So we've been working, and this, we've also done several other projects with them and have done well over a, bil a billion dollars of hotel construction with Wellbro Building Corporation, our lead contractor. Thank you. Commissioner Wexler, you want to continue with your inquiry? I do. I do. I'd like the answer from the gentleman from Coastal regarding the um, Broward construction experience, if you would. Uh, yes. One of the things I was advised not to do is talk about Coastal's residential experience because this was talking about a convention center hotel. I've mentioned right. already the Trump Hollywood right. that we did it's a, with related condominium project, Ocean Palms right directly south of that that we did within the last couple of years, uh, right up the street, directly catty corner to the new convention center hotel. Uh, we were the builder for Ezra Katz and Mark Ellert of the Marriott Renaissance Hotel right there, Hampton Inn and Suites. Uh, if you wanted a list of coastal projects in Broward County, we could develop a, yeah. a list for you of multiple projects. I, I'd be, I don't want to waste anyone's time here, but I would be interested in seeing that list. But as long as it's vertical construction. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I just want to go back to something that Commissioner Bogan had, had said in his query. Um, and it was touched upon by Matthews in their, uh, I don't know, it was probably a 10-page transmittal that was at the per, at, presented to us as part of our backup material. And in it, it references about it's under general narrative, and it references, I'm going to read directly, a subsidy can be accomplished with guarantees that require no county cash outlay or a pure cash contribution equal to the financial gap. I know that in the next phase we're going to have a whole lot more information, and I know that there's not a whole lot of information that we've put out there, but I think that that kind of information is important for how we proceed regarding the public-private partnership and how this will be financed. The other piece that this now I'm going to dovetail into is the labor peace agreement because you, you also go on in your um, presentation, in your narrative here, to talk about, about the cost associated with union operations and recognizing that there is many times a higher cost, but this board made a decision regarding direction and it was a message that I thought we did pretty clearly out there in this community um, and you all are good listeners, I know, so um, I believe that you are hearing even clearer today that the expectation is, is whatever flag you come in with, whoever you come in with, that it is expected that there will be a labor peace um, agreement that accompanies that phase three. Will that be the appropriate place for it, Ms. Coffey? 
phase three of, of this um, response? Yes, although what I read to you earlier was required to be submitted at this phase. Well, we're but we'll still, be looking again. We're, we're still phase. a work in progress here. I mean, there, there's, there's a, I, I think there are, you know, three outstanding developers, um, contractors, teams that have been put together, and um, I am, I am through asking questions, and I love to move them all forward. Commissioner Holders. Yes, and this will be directed to all three uh, proposers. Uh, we have set a goal of 30% for CBE, county business enterprises, participation in construction. Uh, is there any uh, one that has an issue with uh, seeing this as difficult to meet? Can I hear from each team member and, and, and probably some uh, ideas to how you'll meet it? Matthews. Um, no, uh, Matthew Southwest, we, we actually uh, strive for that. We support it. Um, evidence of that is, is some of our recent projects where City of Dallas uh, had a 25% participation. We actually set an internal goal of 30, and at the end of the day, on the general construction side, the number was closer to 35% participation. Motion to me that I can go ahead and speak since we were the builder on the Palm Beach Convention Center. They had very similar goals to yours. We've exceeded every goal uh, that was set both for local Palm Beach uh, and for minorities. We've exceeded those goals uh, in 30% goal. I think we hit 38% and on local, uh, we, I think we hit 62%. Uh, how do we do it? We do it by holding uh, community uh, work programs where we invite everyone in. Uh, we interview all of the people that come in to uh, consider being hired for the project. We then funnel them to specific subcontractors that we have there at the meeting, say, here's a local person that's a plumber. You need to interview him and give him an opportunity. Here's a local person that's a carpenter. And we have all the subs there that do that, and by that we're able to exceed all those goals. Thank you. Fort Lauderdale LLC. I don't know if you heard this, but the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel, you're being asked by Commissioner Holness to reply to his inquiry. Are they still there? Hello? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, is the question relating to minority participation and local participation? Yes. Uh, yes. The answer is, is that... We are currently under construction in Houston with a thousand-room Marriott Marquis project where in partnership with the city of Houston we were required to have a minority business, um, minority local communal goals um, of approximately 30%. We currently are on um, target to exceed those goals. We have similar goals that we're about to begin and we're working proactively in Colorado. And I think in all, in all cases, all three groups are very, very capable given their, their experience nationwide to go ahead and meet the requirements of both local as well as minority and um, a typical practice um, and, um, typical practice for re um, outreach to the community. So I think in this particular case, you'll have no difficulties achieving that from any of the three um, potential groups. 
Thank you very much. All right, that concludes the inquiry from the board members. We're going to take up two separate motions. So the first motion is going to be a um, motion to determine how many firms we will include on the short list. So may I have a, a motion? Motion to approve the three firms that are presented before us for the short list. All right, so the first, the, first, the first motion is a motion to um, have three firms included on the short list. The motion has been made. Is there a second? second. All in favor, Kate, by saying aye. Aye. Show that motion passes unanimously. All right, the second motion is a motion to approve the shortlisting of the firms for RLI N1337414R2 Broward County Convention Center Expansion and Headquarters Hotel Projects, Step 2. Uh, those three are Fort Lauderdale Convention Center Hotel, LLC, Matthew Southwest Holdings, Inc., and the related companies, LP and uh, PRH Investments. Second. A motion and a second. All in favor indicate by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? Show that motion passes unanimously. Uh, is there any other business to discuss? All right, then we'll have a, um, an announcement that we're going to uh, first. First, I want to make I want to make an information statement about the process and the project guidelines. Uh, the solicitation will be issued to the shortlisted developers with a return date of February 12th. Step three involves the preparation of technical design and financial proposals. Staff will conduct a thorough analysis of these proposals and present their findings to the direct procurement authority in April. The direct procurement authority will also meet in April to hear presentations from the remaining developers and then rank those developers. The county will then commence negotiations with the top-ranked developer. Information and documents reviewed by the direct procurement authority as part of this evaluation process are posted for a general review on the purchasing division website. I'd like to have a motion to close the meeting of the direct procurement authority. Second. Motion and a second. All in favor indicate by saying aye. Aye. Right. So that concludes um, item number 25, uh, and that's the last item on our agenda. I, and the mayor's report. I just want to mention item on our agenda. I, and the mayor's report. I just want to mention, and that's the last 